Welcome to Small Business Big Challenge, the podcast that gives you the right tools, the knowledge, and the confidence to start and grow your small business. Because what stands between you and your most ambitious dreams have less to do with having a genius idea and far more about how you approach problems, make decisions to solve them, and have the courage to implement them. So without further ado, from the beautiful village of Cuba, New York, your host, Lionel Legree. According to the Small Business Administration, in 2019 there were 30.7 million businesses in the U.S., representing 99.9% of the total number of businesses. Combined, these small businesses employ almost half of the workforce in the country. But there's an estimated 75% of U.S. businesses that are underinsured and 40% have no insurance at all. To me, there are three reasons to have proper insurance. You, your employees, and your customers. Essentially, insurance is a tool that should be part of your asset protection strategy to prevent an accident, a single dissatisfied customer, or the mistake of one employee to shut down your entire business. But you have to think of your assets as more than just the one listed on your balance sheet. In real life, Your assets include your employees and your customers. You don't want all your employees to lose their jobs for the mistake of one single employee. And you don't want all your loyal customers to lose access to your services because of the dissatisfaction of one. And you want your employees to be able to pay for their medical bills if they get injured on the job. To me, getting insurance is less about spending hours price hunting on the internet and more about creating a long-term relationship with the local independent insurance agent. Local, because I want my agent to know my community and want the ability to meet with her face-to-face. And independent, so she can price multiple competing products. Agents working for a specific company are called captive agents for a good reason. It's important to note that unlike a car salesman, Insurance agents owe a fiduciary duty to their clients. This basically means they are obligated to act in your best interest, putting your interest ahead of their own, with a duty to preserve good faith and trust. So you should be able to trust and partner with your insurance agent, just like you need to partner with your doctor to take care of your health or your hygienist to take care of your gums. You expect your doctor to give you the right prescription, but you should not expect her to eat well and exercise on your behalf, right? You expect your hygienist to clean your teeth, but you also need to learn to floss every day. What I mean is, your goal as a small business owner is not to become an expert in insurance. Your goal is to know the basic information and learn to team up with your insurance agent and get the best policy for your specific needs at the best rate. To that goal, here are the six fundamentals you need to follow. One, you need to have basic understanding of the different types of commercial insurance. Two, you need to know what insurance is required for your company. Three, you need to understand the risks associated with your specific industry. Four, you need to prioritize coverage over cost. Five, you need to learn what will affect your insurance rates. And six, 
remember to revisit your policy yearly and when your business is changing. So let's start with some basic information on the different types of commercial insurance. This is in no way a full list or full explanation of coverage. I am not trying to sell you anything here, and I don't know your company, so I'm not recommending anything. I just want you to know some tools that are available in your small business toolbox, but be aware that each insurance company will offer slightly different products and coverage. Let's start with some main policies. The first one would be the general liability insurance. It's called the CGL for commercial general liability. What it is, it's an insurance that will cover people outside of your company for things like in customer injury, customer property damage, advertising injury like copyright infringement, and some legal cost. General liability insurance does not usually cover injuries or sickness caused by your product. For example, if you're in a restaurant, you will need product liability insurance that's usually not included. It will not cover either employee injuries that will be done by your workers' comp while the employee is on the job and medical insurance otherwise. And it doesn't usually cover bad professional advice. That will be covered under professional liability insurance, which is not usually included in your CGL. Next, you have the business owner's insurance, the BOP for business owner's policy. It usually bundles general liability and commercial property insurance. The commercial property insurance will cover the repair and replacement of damaged, destroyed, and stolen property. And it will include commercial space you own, supplies and equipment, and product inventory. The BOPs are flexible, and you can add additional coverage called endorsements like business interruption, cyber liability, professional liability, and so on. Next, you have a professional liability insurance, also called errors and omissions, or ENO. This insurance protects against the cost of client lawsuits over unsatisfactory work. For example, the work mistakes and oversights, undelivered services, missed deadlines, claims of negligence, and breach of contracts. Professional liability insurance may be required by some client contracts and some professions. It's usually recommended if you're an accountant, an architect, consultant, an engineer, and so on. Next, you have a product liability insurance. It covers injuries and property damage caused by your product or completed services. Some insurance bundle it with general liability, some don't. It usually does not cover product recalls. Next, let's talk about cyber liability and data breach insurance. Those insurances are more and more relevant, with the cybercrime going up 600% due to COVID-19 pandemic. This came in the form of cyber extortions, phishing, data destruction, and theft. Those insurances can cover you if your business computer gets a virus that exposes private sensitive information. It is particularly important if you are in healthcare or finance, as you will store sensitive information on your customers that you need to protect. These types of insurance 
also help if you have a ransomware, when a criminal steals or encrypts your data and blackmails you for a ransom. Next, let's talk about employee protections. You have workers' compensation insurance, also called workers' comp, and that insurance covers employees' injuries, medical bills, and missing wages, but it only covers incidents while the employee is on the job. This insurance is required in most states with different rules. Some states, like New York and Pennsylvania, require coverage at the first employee. Other states require workers' comp after a certain number of employees. The rates are based on three factors, the number of employees, their yearly salary, and their risk classification. Then you have the disability and leave insurance. Only five states currently require disability insurance, and those are California, Hawaii, New Jersey, New York, and Rhode Island. Now, let's talk about auto insurances. There are commercial auto insurances that cover cars accidents, theft, vandalism, weather damage, but only for the vehicles owned by the company. You also have the hired and non-owned auto insurance, the HNOA. And this insurance is going to cover accidents in leased vehicles, car rentals, or employee-owned vehicles while doing business. This insurance is often overlooked. This is a liability insurance, and it won't cover the policyholder for property damage or medical bills. And it won't cover you for non-business trips. Here's another few types of insurance to mention. First, you have the umbrella insurance. It provides additional coverage once another policy's limit is reached. You have the commercial property insurance that covers the value of a business physical structure and its content. And it is normally bundled with the liability in the business owner insurance. Then you have the business interruption insurance for the lost revenue and relocation costs. You also have the Employment Practices Liability Insurance, also called EPLI, for sexual harassment and discrimination lawsuits. And the last one I want to mention is the Home-Based Business Insurance. Look into that insurance if you operate your business from home, because it's important to remember that your renter's or homeowner's insurance doesn't typically cover business liabilities. So now that you have a global understanding of the different products offered by insurance companies, you have to know which insurance are optional and which ones are required, either by law, by your trade, or by your customers or landlord. For example, workers' comp is probably required in your state. Disability insurance is required in a handful of states. Then the general liability may be required by your landlord or your mortgage lender. You also have trade-specific requirements, like for an architect, you will need professional liability insurance. Some of your contracts with clients might require professional liability too. Next, you need to understand the risks associated with your specific industry. 
For example, an accountant might need professional liability. A restaurant might need general liability for the restaurant itself and product liability for the food. For a food delivery service, then you might need commercial auto insurance if you own a car, and if you don't and if you use a personal car, you're going to need a hired and non-owned auto insurance. Construction companies will need general liability and product liability insurance. But when you think of risks of liability, you also have to think of the data you store and the risk associated with it. We're going to have to talk about PII and SPI. PII stands for Personal Identifiable Information and SPII for Sensitive Personal Identifiable Information. In general, you want to minimize the PII and SPI you are storing about your customers or employees, like the date of birth, the social security numbers, the credit card numbers, or bank accounts. For example, you will prefer to store the social security numbers and bank account numbers of your employees on the website of your payroll provider who will know how to properly store and encrypt the information. You should also avoid sending emails with payrolls reports including social security numbers. If the information was to be leaked, think of your liability and your reputation. We'll spend more time on data management in a future episode. Also think that if you're in the food industry, for example, you'll have to think of the allergens and warning labels requirements. Each industry has its own rules and regulation, and you should be aware of them. Next, you need to prioritize coverage of a cost. I understand it can be tempting to pick the cheapest policies you can find on the web just to save on your premiums. And I get the pride that you get from finding the cheapest price after hours of work. But usually, those policies are priced that way for a reason. They may offer very limited coverage that leaves you vulnerable to common risks. Or they may be offered by insurance carriers with questionable business practices like slow claim processing times or abrupt premium hikes. One of the biggest threats is the impression of being covered when you're not. You're better off using a reputable insurance provider and buying the most insurance coverage your budget will allow. Otherwise, you might find that your cheap insurance won't cover your losses to keep your business running. You can check the financial ratings of your insurance company at ambest, ambest.com, or Standard & Poor's at standardpoor's.com, and make sure your insurance company has good or superior ratings. Your next focus will be to learn what will affect your insurance rates. You can start with price shopping, but have your independent agent price similar policies with the different carriers. He has the expertise it needs to be able to compare the policies. You can also bundle your insurances. 
or you can hire deductibles. Make sure you don't allow your insurance policy to lapse. That might increase the price. You can also install fire suppression system and security alarms. You can also have well-documented safety procedures. Our last point is to remember to revisit your policy yearly and when your business is changing. Just like you should have a yearly physical, you should probably talk to your agent once a year or anytime there's a significant change. You want to make sure you have the best coverage you can afford and you want your agent to know about any structural change. For example, did you open a new retail location? Did you start offering home delivery? Or did you hire a significant amount of new employees? To conclude, I want to remind you that I'm not an insurance agent and I don't know your business and I'm not here to push you to purchase anything. All I want to achieve is to give you a new perspective on insurance. Insurance is a tool for risk management and asset protection and is not something you acquire by spending hours price hunting on the internet, but by creating a partnership with an experienced, local, independent insurance agent whose expertise will be put to service for your company. We talked in this episode about six fundamentals. One, you, have, you need to have a basic understanding of the different types of commercial insurance. And when you talk to your agent, make sure he clarifies what is, and more importantly, what is not covered with your policy. Two, you have to know what insurance is required for your business. Three, you have to understand the risks associated with your specific industry. Four, you need to prioritize your coverage of the cost. Five, you need to learn what will affect your insurance rates. And six, you need to remember to revisit your policy yearly when your business is changing. It is with this in mind and the expertise of your insurance agent that you will create a customized policy that will fit your needs and your budget. If you have questions, please go to smallbusinessbigchallenge.com and send us a message or a voicemail Next month, we will have an insurance agent answering your questions right here in Cuba, New York. To finish this episode, I will share with you how I personally decide what to cover and for how much. For property insurance, damage and theft, if the asset is crucial to my business and I cannot afford to replace it, then I insure it. This is even if the damage or theft is unlikely because I know it will be reflected in the price. If something is unlikely to happen, it's usually cheap to insure. For example, I don't cover my photography equipment or my computer equipment. But if I were a photographer and I have expensive equipment, I would not be able to replace in case of theft, then I would insure it. 
when I cover a property or equipment, I assure it for the replacement value and not just the current value. And when talking about liability, I think of it this way. I want my insurance policy to be more attractive than my business assets. Because in the case of a lawsuit, I want the plaintiff's attorney to go after my insurance policy and not my business assets. Ultimately, insurance is about risk management, a skill you will need to master as a small business owner. But insurance is a great tool you should use in your asset protection strategy. listening to the show today. If you like this episode, head to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts and hit subscribe. Leave a rating and a comment while you're there. It really helps new listeners to find the show. You can also join us at smallbusinessbigchallenge.com for more content or to leave a message with your ideas and what you'd like to hear next. If you are starting, running, or supporting a small business, this is your show. So be our next guest and share your story. For more information, go to smallbusinessbigchallenge.com. Information in this podcast is provided for general informational purpose only. It does not constitute professional advice or services. Listeners should seek the appropriate legal or other professional advice on their particular facts and circumstances. We disclaim any and all liability or responsibility for any individual's use of the information presented in this podcast. This podcast is for private non-commercial use, and our guests do not necessarily reflect any agency or organization or company that they work for.